Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Elaine, and today I want to spend some time with you as we learn from the Word of God. This is episode 11, titled Sarah, a Woman of Faith. Sarai began her life in the pagan world of Ur in the land of the Chaldees which was located in the area now known as Iraq. Sarai's prestigious, wealthy family comes from a long tradition of pagan worshippers until she comes under the guardian of her half-brother, Abraham and future husband, who was 10 years older than her. And because she lived in a strongly matriarchal society, Sarai had the choice to decide who her future husband would be. Sarai chose Abram, a man who was the first rebel of the times, a man who believed in the one true God instead of the numerous worthless deities of their culture. Sarai pointedly chose the wisdom and discernment of truth that Abraham represented despite the traditions of the age and pressure from her country instead aligned herself with Abram both in lands and in spiritual matters. She was the half-sister as well as the wife of Abram, who would be later called Abraham. Sarai and Abram had the same father, but different mothers. According to Genesis 20:12, we read, Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father, though not of my mother and she became my wife. In those times, it was judged lawful, and so it has been accounted lawful in many nations to marry sisters on the father's side, when those on the mother's were prohibited. Sarai's characteristics abound as she is described as faithful, beautiful, loving, steadfast, authoritative, caring, submissive, obedient, stubborn, hospitable, fearless, and loyal. Sarai was barren, an issue of personal distress as well as cultural shame. In Genesis 16, verse 1 to 9, we read, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family with her. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. 
And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from? And where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. While Abram believed all God's promises, Sarai had found no faith in God's ability to give her the baby herself, suggesting surrogacy through her Egyptian servant, Hagar, as the means to fulfill the promise. Abram complied with her wishes. His son was born, but trouble continued to surround the family. God's intended promise was far away. Time marched on and old age approached, but God's plan for them remained. Thirteen years after Ishmael was born, God reaffirmed his covenant with Abram, giving him the sign of circumcision. God changed both their names. In changing their names, God inserted the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. That letter sounds like a breath, a wind, a spirit. This reminding them whenever they spoke to one another that it's the spirit of God who carries out the plans of God. God's blessing was now free to operate in both of them. Abram, meaning high father, became Abraham, meaning father of a multitude. Sarai's name, meaning princess, to Sarah, meaning mother of nations. God told Abraham that he would give him a son through Sarah. And this son, Isaac, would be the one with whom God would establish his covenant. God would bless Ishmael as well. But Isaac was the son of promise through whom the nations would be blessed. In Genesis 17, verse 1 to 8, we read, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. In verse 15 to 16, God also said to Abram, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Sarai's name was changed, not accidentally or by the whim of the bearer, 
but by God himself, that it might be a sign of his purpose. Abraham and Sarah, both of which signify the gracious purposes and promises of God. Sarah was faithful to God and committed to her husband, Abraham. And now comes the turning point in her life, one that would change the nation and the world. It was time for God's plan to begin in a miraculous fashion within a barren womb. In keeping with God's style of showing his glory by making the impossible possible through her. God remained faithful to his promise to give Abraham and Sarah a son. And at the age of 90, Sarah gave birth to a son, the promised son. They named him Isaac. And Sarah said in Genesis 21, 6 to 7, God has brought me laughter. And everyone who, bear, who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Though she may have previously laughed in disbelief and secrecy, now Sarah laughed with joy and wanted her situation to be known. God had been faithful to his promise and blessed her. Sarah gave birth to the promised child and lived another 30 years. In Genesis 23 verse 1 we read, Sarah lived to be 127 years old. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you.